Metu Netter, Volume 3, The Key to Miracles, Chapter 26, Working the Miracle, beginning at the bottom of page 331. How to Use the Imagination for Success. If you painted a vivid picture of the sun warming my back, sea breeze gently caressing my face, coconut water sweetening my palate to get me to accompany you on a trip to Aruba, the ploy will work if the image conjures up a very strong feelings of pleasure. If it fails to do so, you will have to go by yourself. We all know that instinctively to paint such pictures and how. What we may not know is the fact that the feeling of the pleasure or disgust is a sign that our life force has been aroused to enliven the image, to give it the power of realization. If passion here comes that very dangerous, yet wonderful power of fulfillment of dreams or nightmares, again, it is not aroused by the imaging of our goals, nothing will happen. Passion is the sign of life. If the lack of passion for your goal fails to motivate you to do what you must do, how could it act on the people around you to gain their assistance? When you set out to visualize your goal, you must compose various scenarios in which you are enjoying the goal attained. The act of visualization must be accompanied by the joy of having it attained. It is important to note that there is no time in the dimension of the imagination when you are imagining your person enjoying something. The vision is in the ever-present. Please think about this very carefully. A lot of ink has been wasted on the timeless dimensions of the spiritual world by would-be the spiritual scientists that failed to realize that they were talking about the act of visualization. Time is a factor of verbal thinking, the left side of the brain. That is why we visualize what we will to achieve and don't verbalize it. We keep it silent, an image. In the comedic spiritual science, the imagination is the function of het heru. Het means house and heru means, and heru is the will. The name of the faculty states that images are the vehicles of the will your intentions. If you verbalize your intention, you run into a time monkey wrench. I will achieve so and so will create problems because it registers in the brain as something not yet accomplished, which unconsciously generates all sorts of doubts as to the future outcome. If instead you verbalize, I have achieved it, and it isn't true, you are trying to trick the brain into believing that it is done. It just wouldn't happen. Sooner or later, the fact will unmask the ploy. A vision of enjoying something is timeless. Vividly recall a past horrible or pleasurable event and you are reliving it in the present. Vividly live an accomplishment that has not yet occurred and the brain and mind will register it as an event that has taken place. For the fact that the right side of the brain, which governs visualization, has no sense of time. The next part of how to imagine concerns the state of consciousness. The act of visualization must take place in the state of trance. Trance is the state of mind through which changes. 
take place in our lives. Trance has been defined as the state of the mind's heightened receptivity. When you are in trance, the mind is receptive to the images in your words. And when you are not in trance, the opposite is true. When you are in trance, your mind is being programmed or programs are being reinforced or transcended. It is the means, the only one of making changes and learning in our lives. Some of you will have to put aside most of what you have been taught about trance. There is a direct correlation between the state of consciousness and breathing and between breathing and emotions. Every emotional change is accompanied by a change in the state of consciousness. Strong emotional states at each end of the spectrum are attended by a state of trance. We enter the state of trance when our emotions are strong and when we are very calm, the opposite side of the spectrum. Unwittingly, we speak of trance when we say that we or someone is spaced out, absorbed, absent-minded, daydreaming, in suspense, etc. We unknowingly enter the state several times a day. What you need to learn is to enter the state at will and to avoid going into the state with thoughts and images of negative events in your life. The latter are always triggered by negative and sensual emotions. Meditation and ritual are the means of entering the state of trance at will. In Appendix A, I give suggestions of source to learn elaborate, yes, simple techniques of meditation. You can otherwise follow the instructions given below on working the 11 laws. Who is doing the imaging? The other principle that is needed to succeed in the use of the imaging of the imagination to achieve a miraculous success has to do with who is doing the image. What you want and how to visualize it is very important, but of greater importance is who is doing the imaging. Popular success systems approach the subject in a non-holistic manner. They teach you to focus on the image of your goal, and let's say that you have done so with great passion and are thus well on your way to achieving your goal. What could go wrong? A great deal, if your self-image is that of a human. Given that the human self-image is inherently subject to emotions, their overindulgence can weaken the life force that the image needs to accomplish the goal. Or it can attract you to the person that you need to make up for the lack of personal resources. You end up destroying the person because of emotionally driven ill treatment of the person. Or you awaken and destroy the project by severely weakening your life force by indulging grief or worry over an event not related to your visualized goal. You must approach the use of your mental faculties in a holistic manner. Holism is proving itself to be good more and more these days. In actuality is the ancient approach you must adopt a self-image that integrates all your thoughts and therefore the activities of your life force. The only self-image that can achieve that is the likeness of God in which you have been made. It is not enough to see yourself succeeding in a specific quest by nurturing positive images and so on. While you nurture thoughts and images of failure in other areas, you try to hold on to the image of succeeding in your quest to become a lawyer, 
But as soon as you are told that another person in your family con- contracted cancer, you proceed to entertain strongly in living images of coming down with the illness, especially on days that you don't happen to feel well. The goal is not just the goal is just not to succeed at this or that, but to live a successful life. How do you cultivate the divine self-image? Your self-image is the summation of all thoughts that you entertain about yourself, how you conduct yourself in all areas of life, and why. Build these thoughts on the 11 laws of God, and you will create the divine self-image of yourself. Your divine self-image must be accompanied by congruent verbal thoughts. The right hemisphere of the brain is in charge of visualizing what you want to achieve and who will achieve it while the left hemisphere verbalizes the why, why are you able to achieve what you, are, what you have imagined? You will do it with the help of God, and you will secure the help of God through your faithfulness to the realization of your likeness with God. As you visualize your person enjoying the goal achieved, you are busy giving thanks to God for making you in its likeness. This entire book has been devoted to sustaining your likeness with God. To this entire book has been devoted to substantiating your likeness with God. It is important to give the credit to God for your success. Praise your smarts, your finances, your resources, your connections, and your affirming that you're backed by a limited and small bank. Praise God and you are affirming that you are backed by an unlimited source. This is true, isn't it? How do you know that you are a divine being? You have taken care in declaring your will to achieve a goal through the visualization of a joyful scenario. You have taken care to cultivate the divine self-image. But how do you know that you have attained to your divinity? You will know it when night after night, for many months and years, your conscience has judged you to be free of sin. Managing the mind of success. It involves two sets of tasks. One, changing the mind. Two, living by the word of God. Changing the mind is a process of, one, cultivating a cultivating via meditation the 11 laws into the mind to replace the opinions and beliefs of, of beliefs we hold about ourselves and God. Two, replacing the words of doubt with the words of power. I know. Replacing the words of doubt, wishing, believing, etc. with the words of power. I know. Living by the word of God is a process of applying the readings for the major areas of life. The word of God must be made flesh. It must come alive. To know the word of God, you must live it. Changing the mind. The objective of replacing your existing beliefs with the laws of God will be achieved when your mind no longer reflects into your sphere of awareness such thoughts as I am upset, angry, afraid, etc. I hate her. I can't do it. It is the will of God. Quote, it grieves me. Quote, it is stressful. Quote, I hope. Quote, you've hurt me. Quote, circumstances beyond my control and so on. In their place, the mind will reflect the, the laws of God and thoughts that have been elaborated from them. The 11 laws of God. Amen. 
You were made in the likeness of a peace that nothing can disturb. Reclaim your peace that you may attain to your reason for coming into existence, the enjoyment of life. Ausar, your nature is an unconquerable peace. Therefore, nothing nor no one in the world can be against you. All experiences come to you to promote your reclamation of peace that you may in turn acquire wisdom and power. Tehuti. When all of your thoughts, feelings, and actions reflect the word of God, then the power of God's spirit and peace that nothing can challenge will flow through your being. Seker. When the emotions of man manifest in response to the word of God, they have the power to influence the course of any and all events in the world. Ma'at. God needs you in order to come into the world. Fulfilling God's needs is the highest act of love, and only through your love for God can you fulfill your love for others. Become the love of God in the world for the protection of the world. Harukahuti. Know that God neither punishes nor rewards nor protects that. You will have the comfort of controlling these for yourself. Heru. You have the power, but not the right to ignore God's law. Choose to follow the law of God with the love and joy that grows out of understanding and the wisdom and the power of God's spirit will flow through your being. Het Heru. It is not what you imagine. It is who is imagining. Are you a human or a divine being? Sebek. It is not what you think or what you affirm. It is who is thinking and affirming. Are you human or a divine being? Auset. Prepare to sacrifice everything to become the vessel of God on earth and you will in turn receive everything. Jeb. Know that from heaven you came and to heaven you will return. Seek not enduring works on earth. The role of spiritual power in its dependence on the 11 laws. Everybody in the world is always doing something, trying to accomplish this and trying to acquire that. This is what we all have in common. And we all encounter difficulties that can be so intense that the urge to possess a power that can transcend all difficulties is aroused in our mind. Some people seek to satisfy this urge through religion, others through the exploitation of the physical sciences, others through spirituality, and so on. If you have learned anything from history, we will have to conclude that the only way to satisfy the urge resides in the cultivation of spiritual power. Of all the 11 faculties of the spirit, i.e. spheres of the tree of life, spiritual power, the third sphere is the executive agent behind the attainment of the chief goal of life, enjoyment of life. We have seen that the higher manifestations of spiritual power belong to the godly part of which our being, which answers only to the word or voice of God. Our ability to intuit the word of God to mobilize its spiritual power depends on a genuine demand for it. And the demand manifests itself as adversity in our lives. 
All 11 laws must be observed as they work together to enable us to meet the requirement, inner peace to access the mind and power of God. We get the power if we can be at peace through the realization that being at peace is a natural response to adversity. Amen. We can be at peace through the realization that the adversity is not against us. Material losses are not the sources of suffering. The source is our ignorance of our nature in amen. We can be at peace through the realization that the adversity is beneficial as we need adversity to act as the genuine demand for wisdom and spiritual power. We cannot get it any other way. Ausar. We can be at peace through the realization that the spiritual power is mobilized by the word of God, which we have access to through the observance of the laws of Amen and Ausar, Tehuti and Seker. Of the two expressions of the one energy in the universe and the centripetal or attractive modality and centrifugal or repelling modality, the unifying force expressed as love is the most powerful where it not forms in the world could not maintain their integrity. We can be at peace through the realization that love enables us to conquer our enemies. We need not fear any evil as all is governed by law. Our protection is in its observance. Ma'at and Herukahuti. We can be at peace through the realization that we have the power to decide whether we will attain happiness, the valor of our lives, or not. Heru. We can be at peace through the realization that we have the ability to deprogram the behavior patterns that are antagonistic to the realization of our divine nature. Het, Heru, Sebek, and Auset. We can be at peace through the realization that our earthly nature conditioned being are all amiable to the deliberate change that our physical and emotional well-being is a reflection of our living in harmony with the 11 laws of God. Jeb. The above summary enables us to see that through the laws, we are able to gain control, total control over our destiny and enables us to see that all the laws are really integral parts of one whole. And here ends the reading on page 343.